Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about Doppel Cups, books and charitable acts with Patrick Luan. Welcome, my friends, to The the Kindness Project. I'm joined by a girl who I'm pretty sure was the inspiration behind Finding Dory. It's... <laughs> it's Charlotte Dives. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> See, uh, uh, do, you like, do you like that one? That clap is coming out really loud. Do you mm. like that one? I know, I'm messing with your mic. Um, mine pales in comparison. Um, That's one of my favourites, I like that one. <laughs> Go on. He's the man with the money-making plan. It's Chris Bates. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Told you, I came up with all the flyers, and it's terrible. And no, you... no, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Some of your ones on, some of your introductions on the fly are not bad. And we're rejoined, by the way, by one of the kindest people I know. Um, Can't reuse an introduction. I, I think... Yeah. Um, it, you it, just can't reuse it. He's definitely the kindest person in this room right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Patrick. Hello, Patrick. How are we doing, mate? Again, well. Right. Can I, can I work out what's this contraption you've bought out? Because it looks like some sort of suction I pump. I love this. This brings me joy. Okay. So tell me why it brings <laughs> you joy. This is a Dopper reusable, loose plastic, reusable water bottle. Okay. Comes in a variety of colours. Design. Cle- clearly yellow, banana yellow is yeah. the one you've gone for. So why is that different to a, a normal water bottle? Because it also has cup mode, so I can share a cup of water. It's a cup! <laughs> <laughs> it's a cup! <laughs> that is amazing! Did you not notice that? No, I, did, I thought it was some sort of suction device. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it a suction? No, it's not a suction. No. It's not. That is... It's good, it's good that is very, show. very clever. So that's called a... It's called a dopper. A I first read it as swoop, so... I, I thought it was a rapoo, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is... I've, I've never seen that before. You can get them, yeah, they've come across. I think you can get them in boutique stores. I think John Lewis have just started to do them as well. I kind of okay. I'm going to wander into John Lewis and go, can I have a dopper? Say that when the Christmas egg comes out, they all people be crying. And they even donate a bit of their profits to um, water charity in Nepal, I think. Love it. Absolutely love it. And quite a funky um, Colour. fashion yeah, statement, it's isn't it? Is yeah, I like it. What, what other colours do they come in? Oh, so many. And so pink. Orange, two different shades of yellow. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Wait, important question: Do they have a teal? Yeah, they definitely do. Good product. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think you've. I mean, like that walk bottle is amazing. I think you've, like, sort of smashed another podcast in norm by eating biscuits during the podcast. Have you ever done that before? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I do eat sometimes, but you stole my beans the last time, so... Sorry, Dory, what did you say? <laughs> well, you I stole my... your beans. Yes. Oh yeah, you were eating beans on a podcast, weren't you? You stole my green beans. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 had a, you, you had a bowl full of beans that you decided to eat halfway through a podcast. We were doing the instructions, not halfway through. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. You but stole yeah. them and fed them to the dog. So I've, I've learned something new today. I want a, I want a dopper. Do and it's. Walk well. Dishwasher from the 
I'm, I'm worried now. I think he's, I think he's on a bit of a commission for Doppelschaller. He's 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 sounding like an infomercial. You know what? I some. Oh, he's trying to order like five in the morning. They're just going, wow, look at this. <laughs> do, do you know what? Do you know what? Mum does that. I so, love my dog. So so I'll 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 go to bed, right? And um, Cassie will have like ITV two on, and I'll fall asleep. And then I'll wake up with somebody selling a mop. <laughs> and literally, you know... the Nutri-Blender. I have a oh, the Nutri-Blender. But you know that... We, have a, we should have a Nutri-Blender. You know that period of time when you're awake, but not awake enough yet to sort of just, like, sort of jump out of bed? And it's normally about, for me, it's about, <laughs> about 10 minutes. Well, for you, it's anyway, about an hour and a half. Bit of science here. It's actually why they play the commercials at that time. Because your brain is the most susceptible to stuff like that. At early points, or when your brain is the, like the most docile. Is that is that right? Like it's like a um, subliminal, subliminal thing. Yeah. Um, but then by the time I've heard it, I really want a mop. Um, <laughs> by the, by the time, I really want a dopper. I hope somebody listens to this podcast at five in the morning and goes, well, I'm going to go and get a dopper. I'm going <laughs> to... A, 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 a mopper. And a um, Nutri-Blender. I'm going to get a Nutri-Blender, a mopper, a dopper. Oh, other blending services are available. I'm relaxed about the plopper, whatever that is. Um, the <laughs> The what? But is that got meaning? Or? <laughs> no, it's just swoop. It's a good word. Swoop. I have a file on my me- on my um, in my media folder for school, and it's just called swoop de doop. And what's in that swoop de doop folder? It's a video file of someone running down a corridor. Who who who's running <laughs> down a corridor? I think, I think it was Kaylee. She just kind of waved her hair, and I was like swoop de doop. I um I got I got an email the other day. Um, and um, it was a video of Nanny Ang, right? So my mum died this year. She mm-hmm. died back in April. And um, uh, somebody had found a video of a, um, uh, a fake advert she did for a friend of hers for a packet of Quavers. So Quavers had this competition, right? where you could send in your own version of what you think the ad should be. And if they liked it, they'd they'd use it it or they'd film it professionally. And my mum had false teeth. (laughs) And the ad ad was, right, the ad was, she was halfway through a packet of crisps. (laughs) She'd, She'd put the crisps down and then she'd fallen asleep. And then the teeth had jumped out to eat the remainder of the crisp packet. And it's a weird thing, <laughs> after your mum's gone, to get a video of going, here's your mum in a fake crisp advert. <laughs> but it made me laugh. It was such a great little idea. Um, didn't win, clearly, because she... Shame. Shame, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, just, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was quite, good, quite good fun. So, um, would you like to tell our listeners where they can get in touch with us? Oh. Yeah, almost missed it. Usually I'm the one regulating this day. <laughs> before I get tempted. Um. <laughs> what do you mean before you get tempted? <laughs> it's half of it gone. <laughs> I think before you get tempted it was about ten minutes ago. I didn't even started ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, someone else do it. Okay. So the uh, Twitter is at Holla Kindness. Oh. H-O-L-A Kindness. Um, you can email us at 
um, Dupa, no, um, at <laughs> Dupa, um, um, at I Want a Dupa. Oh, you know, we were talking about merch next week. Can we get a Dupa? I'm getting the name right. Um, with the Kindness Project logo emblazoned on it. That'd be amazing. Oh, right around the white plastic bit. That'd be good. No. St- I'm still waiting out for the mugs that have Tis the End written at the bottom oh, so when you finish the tea yeah. is right at the bottom. Oh, see, I love that's that idea. Your signature catchphrase. Disco time was your signature. We come out with new ones every week. That's the problem. But Tis the End is the one I use at the end of every podcast. Yeah, you, you actually do. use them. You do. Um, I do not. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so, um, holler at thekindnessproject.co.uk, um, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, you know, all that sort of stuff. Oh, if you ask United, for us, he'll probably. If you ask Jeeves, ask Alexa. If you ask Alexa for the Kindness Project, do we come up? I don't like listening to it. We, <laughs> we need to ask Alexa. Uh, she's kind of shut down at the moment. She's not been talking to us. What? Yeah, she's, she's on. And then she just kind of goes, I can't understand what you're saying at the moment. Try again later. I, I told Dexter to get off the sofa the other day and Alexa started playing Imagine Dragons for some reason. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's lost what, in translation what Imagine, with Alexa. What Imagine Dragons song? Top of the World. Oh, Which is one of my favourites, really? actually. I like that one. It's on your holiday playlist. It is on my holiday playlist. There is I like a... demons. <laughs> well, any demons in particular? So, question, um, question of the podcast has changed now. What's your favourite demons? Well, I'd say Crowley. Um, or, From? Oh, it's a weird toss-up between Good Omens and Supernatural. Oh, Good Omens is amazing. Good Omens is... No, have you seen like... Good Omens? So it's based on a Terry Pratchett Neil Gaiman book. Um, so on Amazon Prime at the minute, and it's got David Tennant and I don't know his name. Oh, uh, Michael Sheen um, playing a Crowley and the de- a devil and an angel who need to work together to save, save the world. It's amazing, really, but really good. See, I've had like two different views of Crowley because in. Uh, uh, good omens he's like a lowly demon and he's supernatural he's like king of hell and his what? mom is like a witch and he's Irish and he's like oh no he's Scottish he's what is he is he in supernatural as well not played by David Tennant though. no um, oh well I don't want to know then who um, plays him I don't know alright Clearly not as going to be not going to no, be. No, because he's hilarious and he just hates every character and every character hates him. Fair enough. Right. Nice alliance Fair with the Winchesters. So. Okay, thanks, Dory. Um, uh, well, <laughs> um, so question of cars today. You raised me this way. <laughs> <laughs> is this my fault? I tell you what, this is a problem, right? Anything I say about you, you can just point to me like that and go, you raised me this way. I know, I know, you raised me this way. So the question of the podcast, and I'm going to have a bite of this peanut thing as soon as I ask this, so please somebody have an answer to this. What do you collect? Trading cards. Trading card, Patrick? Personal greeting cards with a personal message in it. I've still got some dating back to primary school. I have a friend and she draws 
my birthday cards every year, so I just keep them. Do you keep them? I keep them. They're quite sentimental. Also, she gave me uh, a framed photo of two characters from Phoenix Wright because I had a little obsession with them last birthday. And she was like, yeah, I'm just going to give you this framed photo of the two of them standing together. It's just, it just sits there in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what was, so training cards, what training yes, cards? Yes, uh, we've got Pokemon, Vanguard, Yu-Gi-Oh, Buddy Fight. Buddy Fight? What do, what's Buddy Fight? I'm not that one. <laughs> um, it, basically, there's like, uh, there's a bunch of different clans. I have Dragon Clan because it's so cool. I really wanted to get some Dark World clans, but they're so much more expensive. Anywho, uh, basically there's different clans, and you fight for your clan, and you use members of your clan to fight. And so these are like battle, they're all battle yeah, card games, um, aren't they? It's, it's the whole challenge of it is you have action cards that are like big finish moves, but you're only allowed to have a collective of a level three. So you can have one level one and a level two, or three level oh, ones, right. or Is that one like even, even the playing field a bit? Kind of. Right. But you don't ever get into one particular card game, do you? So you've got like cards from all, all over the... What, yeah. other, what, what else have you got in your collection? What else do you collect? Ooh, uh, rocks. Um, rocks. <laughs> Jewellery that I'm never going to wear. Yeah. Can, books I, can, I, I, can I make a suggestion? Notebooks. I have so many notebooks. Oh, notebooks. I love notebooks. Can I make a suggestion? So many. <laughs> if you want to check somebody up ever, don't turn around and go... Would you like to see my rock collection? Do you want to have a look at my lovely collection of rocks? Let me just carry one around. Just, just, just. Have you got rock? <laughs> you, you bought your rock collection? Oh, just one. <laughs> That's a stone. That's not a rock. <laughs> you are misdescribing <laughs> your rock collection. Well, I got it on the beach yesterday, so like. I got it on the beach yesterday, but it's a nice colour, isn't it? It's a nice colour. <laughs> but this, this creates another challenge. What's the difference between a rock stone and a pebble? No, no oh, idea. Oh, yeah. Could I share that said it's broken? Well, secondary, <laughs> secondary question of the pod- podcast, what's the difference between a rock stone and a pebble? But it's something from the beach, and I like it because it's pretty. But then, but then I expect a rock to be bigger. There's a boulder. No, but a boulder, a boulder is bigger than a rock. Okay, a rock so is bigger than a bigger than a stone. A stone is bigger than a pebble. This is the shit boat debate all over again. No, it's not. <laughs> there's, a, there's a clear line, right? While you two are talking about collections, I'm googling what's the difference between a rock and a pebble. So, Patrick, what else have you have you got in your collection? <laughs> um. As you can tell from my doffer, I like <laughs> colours. So I've got lots of... How many, many doppers have you got? Have you got more than one doffer? <laughs> I'm going to start a doffer collection. <laughs> that bit... Single digit. Find oh, yeah, It's not very environmentally friendly, is it? Well, I think it's stop, one for the stop. office. I've got, I've got teddies and I've got a range of mythologically named stuff. Like, I've got a duck and its whole name is a pun. And it's based off the Aztec god. And the name is based off the Aztec god, uh, Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl, but it's called Quetzalcoatl because it's a duck. Yeah. I have a cactus named Toki because, like, she's the Aztec goddess of like healing and magic and stuff. Okay, right. I've solved the rock pebble debate. Okay. Stones and rocks and boulders and pebbles are all the same thing. Rock material. The main difference is size. Stone is generally used for large amounts. 
Rock is just the generic term. Boulders are tip. Oh, so you could use rock because that is Thank generic. I, I stand corrected. I, I stand completely corrected. People use rocks for crystals as well. It's all made out of the same stuff. Like okay. Carbon that's been pressurised. But pebbles are smaller than two and a half inches. So that, my friend, is definitely a pebble. I'm not holding a pebble, I'm holding <laughs> <laughs> That, my friend, is des- definitely some of that lovely peanut stuff that Patrick brought along. Thank you, Patrick. We, you know what we need to do if more guests present to the podcast? Because every food. time we have, a, we, we have a guest, they don't bring gifts. We have a podcast joint co-host. host, co-host, they always bring us a present. Mm. That is the secret to getting more presents, I think. Mikey brought us food. What did he bring us? Um... He brought some beer as well, didn't he? He brought non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer. Non-alcoholic beer and berries. And berries. Was What's it blueberries? Berries? No, they were like hand stainy berries that looked a bit like blackberries. Yeah, yeah, which you were a bit gorgeous of, weren't mm-hmm. you? Because of your berry, berry challenge. Anyway, listeners, we'd like to hear from you and we'd like to know where, uh, what, what do you collect and um, what are you most, why do you collect it? So is it stamps, is it um, trading cards, is it I used to collect stamps because they were the Doctor Who 50th anniversary ones. But what can, like, if you've got five, that doesn't really constitute a collection, does it? I had 12. Amazing, well done. What about you? What do you collect, Chris? Um, not much. Pink shirts. Sorry? (laughs) Tires. He never wears them, he just Uh, just has them. I haven't worn a tire. In, no, I wore a tie the other day, but I haven't. I normally I'd never wear a tie now. I stopped wearing ties like two years but ago. Yeah, it's like twenty of them. And I don't think anybody wears a tie in, in sort of. There, there's not an expectation there of you wearing a tie. So I don't. Unless you go to school. Yeah. If I turn up without my tie, I get detention. Yeah. Black tie event. You get so, so so I went to a black tie event the other day, but I didn't go full tux. And the reason being is because I've lost a bit of weight and my tux looks like my dad's. Do you know what I mean? It just makes me look, um, uh, 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 yeah, it dwarfs me. But I, my, my obsession is books. I've just got too mm, many books. Yeah. I mean, we've turned the garage into a library. Does that we? count? Does that really count as... Can you have a book collection? You can have a book I mean, collection, can you? Yeah. Oh, and it's another collection to add in my list of collections. I'm collecting collections. But <laughs> <laughs> you can collect collections yeah. as well, can't you? On that particular note, should we get on with the show? Oh, yes. So, as we've got one of the kindest people on the planet, I'm trying to mix it up a bit and sort of not use the same line every single time. Patrick, I want to I want to I want to have a conversation about how people can give, but give in different ways, okay? Because I know that so giving money is only one way you can do it, but there are other ways, aren't there? And I know that you've had experience of giving expertise and time and, and you know, and, and, and other stuff, like sort of just, 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 just giving of um, other stuff compared to just, just putting your hand in your pocket. Right. And it's interesting because... Um, there's a really good TED talk by somebody called Elizabeth Dunn, um, wrote one of my favourite books called Happy Money, mm. where she talked about how she was making a charity, financial charity donation, and it wasn't giving her a particular amount of happiness. But all of her research said that it should have been. 
and she wondered why that is. So she did a, another study into how you give to make you happier. And what she found was that the best way to give to make you happy was giving to causes where you see the specific impact of, of the money, time or expertise you, you invest. And what she did is, um, she, um, she's Canadian, um, and she um, uh, bought a family, a refugee family over, over from Syria, mm. and collectively there was 25 of them, um, housed them in a, in a flat, Wow. And she said she got so much goodwill knowing that she'd had a direct impact on some individual's life who she now knew. Yeah. Um, and I suppose, I suppose, given time and energy, you get, you get that direct impact, don't you? You get to see the good you're doing. I mean, what are your yeah. thoughts? That's a really good open question. And I think for each different cause, you might have a different idea of what, how much involvement you want. It might be practical things, if it's abroad, it might be less practical to go to the other side of the world or go to Africa to... Listen, I, I, you, you say that, I, I think I might have volunteered to go to Nepal earlier on today. Cause I'm we not a, going with you. Yes, you are. Will no. you climb a mountain with me, won't you? No. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, but I, I agree. I think, I think there's more practical stuff. No, it's really interesting. Go. I think really you can summarise it yeah, how you can support a non-profit or a charity is kind of time, talents and treasure, which is the, the treasure is kind of the money, really, but time and talents are really important as well. And I kind of see this from different angles as a person who gives a lot of, of time, actually a number of all three in different ways, but also professionally now moving over to the non-profit sector, and I can see the interaction with people who support us. Yeah. Can be, with companies, for example, they can give their time, but they're also within the time they can give time and skills. So, for example, it might be a, ch- a small charity which doesn't have mm. budgets for marketing or for creating a really great yeah. video, or it could be sort of legal and financial things. And I think there's a really interesting discussion then to like corporate organisation about what do they want to get out of it or what does mm. the individual do. Might be leaning from the top, might be what they want to do is it about just getting involved in the community, so they're going to roll the sleeves up and get involved, mm. get a community garden or paint a school. Yeah, yeah. And there's some benefits of that because you kind of get out of the office, you, kind of, yeah. you can see the impact of your work, and you sort of plan hierarchy, so you have CEO and. Yeah, everybody, everybody's in the same boat doing it, yeah. Operations are all the same, and, mm. kind of and that's really exciting. But then this is another school of thought we think actually we're professionals, so maybe a legal person or a financial planner might say actually I can charge a few hundred pounds an hour. So me going down to rock my sleeve, I'm not actually very good at it either, so you might go mm. to a community garden and think, has Patrick yeah, been talking to Cassie or not? <laughs> uh, I think she, I think he might have. Yeah, no, I, but it, I think the other, other interesting thing is um, when it comes to that expertise element, I like the idea of mentoring. Do you know what I mean? Like adding value through, adding value through helping people. And particularly, I mean, the example you gave about that, uh, the work you do with the homeless, certainly like sort of helping people by sharing your life experiences and stuff, I think is an interesting one. Well, it's a great segue to a project I'm involved with indirectly, so I'm a trustee for 
national volunteering charity called Volunteering Matters, and one of our flagship projects is called Grand Mentors, and this is about people aged over 50 with life experience and skills and wisdom, yeah. supporting teenagers leaving care when they're really vulnerable time. Yeah. It's wonderful that the matching and it's talked to what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentoring, yeah. but it's a really special punch that they've got. Mm. In terms yeah. of that sounds like an amazing thing. How, how does that work in practice? How, who, so the the um, organisation does the, the matching, do they? Yeah, yeah they so the Volunteer Matters organise soft matching, actually, which is really interesting. So the last one they've done, for example, was through a circus training. So it's kind of not as intense as speed dating, not just face-to-face and you interview each other. Yeah. It's, let's just chat. You get involved just in the bit. Yeah. So, yeah, let's not make it all about the matching, but let's just see how we interact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it worked really well. So some of the stories are brilliant here in terms of someone who's serial, gets into trouble with the law quite a lot, we've been partnered with a serving police woman. Like, wow, it's a perfect matching there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some similarities to what I was discussing earlier about homelessness, about they've all got their own challenges. Yeah. What is a person need? Is it about getting a job? Is it about getting on top of their, you know, finding a way through to live with a, a disability or a mental health condition. And it's, it's really powerful, the yeah. mentoring. But then there's also lots of nuances in terms of you're finding really smart mentoring, whether it's women lead, supporting the girls into have confidence into employment and you know, getting yeah. ready for the first interview. There's lots of different schemes out there. So I think mentoring is yeah. a great one. Yeah. But, but it, it's interesting because sometimes that doesn't get included in the conversation about kindness and I think I, th- I think anything that can give back Demi who, who, who's a guy who works with, with me um, does a lot of mentoring um, and he's recently sponsored a swimmer to come over from uh, uh, he's originally from Granada so uh, Granada or Granada? Granada Granada is the Spanish island Granada's that studio that makes Coronation Street. <laughs> Grenada, Grenada um, who um, we sponsored him to come over to the UK um, just to make the most of his skills and talents. And, and you think that's an interesting way to give somebody an opportunity to do something they love, something they're exceptionally good at, um, where um, previously that wouldn't have happened. And, and that sort of, um, I mean, uh, getting up at half four in the morning to help this guy train every day is something he hasn't got to do but he gets a lot of yeah. satisfaction better than just giving a donation of money it's, it's more meaningful it. isn't it yeah, you know it's, it's just you are making a direct impact to one individual's life um, and sometimes it feels like it's not enough if it's just one person but the reality is if we all did that we'd be in a situation where the world would be a far better place um, Help me understand when you act as a trustee for a charity, what, what that actually involves, because that's giving of your time to support a charity, isn't it? Yeah, so again, it's probably some overlap with what I've just mentioned actually, in terms yeah. of you have expertise as well. So, a yeah. trustee board wants mm. you know, to set the overall direction, but also we're responsible for lots of policies, yeah. financial stability, yeah. fundraising strategies, overall organisations. There's a lot there, yeah. and there's elements of where you might want yeah, some of the accountancy background for sure, for the audits and some of the legal, yeah. maybe some of the safeguarding, marketing, so it's all pulling together, so it's not just an individual, it's always a committee, yeah. it's a shared responsibility, and it's about using those skills to, to drive 
And what um, what do, what do you um, what do you what do you personally enjoy doing most? Does it give you money, time, or expertise? I like to give my time and skills most because I get to see it. And yeah. Also, it's direct I'm impact, not, isn't that, it? And also, I'm, I'm not a sort of multi-millionaire philanthropist either who has oodles and oodles of cash. That's yeah. I can do a lot, and it's wonderful, especially with work out in the communities that you work that you live in as well. I think, I think especially in London and developments with lots of flats. I'm very guilty that I don't know my neighbours. Yeah. And it's yeah. sad, really. It's, uh, but but that, that, that's one of the other interesting things, isn't it? There's an assumption that you've got to have loads and loads of money to give back. And the reality is, if you can give time and expertise, there's no financial restriction, is there? Because you can just be give... It can be more. Yeah. a crisis. So yeah, like, yeah. So as, we, as you mentioned, some of the um, team sponsoring someone abroad, or it is a very niche move, it's something like architecture or design yeah. or legal. Yeah, these are things that somebody's trained for lots of years. Yeah. And that's something you might be able to access otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But I think what's really important about the discussion about volunteering as well is you get a lot as well. I think there's a lot of talk about the language around volunteering. It feels like you mm. volunteer, you give up something. It's actually, no, there's, you get a lot back as well. Yeah, you learn a lot. Yeah, you yeah. learn a lot. You get yeah. to meet interesting people. You get to go to different places. I've been to places that I wouldn't have done if I hadn't volunteered. So. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think about volunteering? I think it's a good thing to do. And it's a great way to help people that you wouldn't have known. And it's a great way to connect with other people as well. Because there are other people who are helping other people and I think as I, as I said I think my mind just went blank and lost yeah. the words now. It's interesting I was having a conversation uh, earlier on today about getting stuck in your bubble you know surrounding yourself yeah. often with people who Think this, this morning as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think volunteering helps you get out of that bubble to to a certain extent because you you can have an experience that then expands your your perspective on life. Well, let me give you a few examples. So one is you're volunteering with older people, so it's intergenerational mix. I think that's yeah. really important. Um, yeah. Do a weekly visit to an old to lady in my neighbourhood. Just yesterday, I was in a choir with all the people as well, so it's a very relaxed way where mm. multiple young people hang out with multiple old people. Yeah. Different perspectives. You know, I've met a chap who used to be a drummer and he kind of was on the same set list as um, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And another really interesting one I did a few weeks ago was supporting Metro Blind Sports doing their track and field athletics. I've not really directly experienced what life is like for sort of blind and partially sighted yeah. people. Amazing sort of um, perspectives. It's uh, yeah. super wise and helped. Really. But also super talented people as well in yeah, terms, the, in the terms the of current. Yeah. Sort of, and really understanding like what sort of everyday life to us is actually. Yeah. Well, they find ways to move forward. It's really inspirational, yeah. actually. And yeah, and I think. Get to different age groups as well. I think yeah. do youth work, you might not see you. And I, you know what? I, I mean, you talk you talk about that thing with older people. We interviewed a lady on the podcast. Actually, it was really early days. So it was a lady called Chris Laney, and we interviewed her because she does a lot of community projects in East London. 
and one of our projects has just opened. So if you're in the East London area, and Barking in particular, there's an old um, uh, county house called um oh i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna miss the name of it um i'll make sure we put the show notes but she's got a um she's got a exhibition there at the moment and this exhibition is full of um interviews audio interviews with the photos of um 80 and 90 year olds so what she's done is invited the local community to say we don't want to lose your stories we want to interview you about your lives and um, can you come along and just, we'll, we want to talk to you. And she's interviewed all of these people all, all across the East End of London about their experiences growing up. And it's really interesting because, and we've had this conversation before, haven't we, Charlotte? Mm. You could go back two generations and not recognise some of the components. Some, some, of, the, some, some of it is... Is, is, is universal but there's also component parts of growing up and memories that are going to be lost unless we start having conversations and telling stories in an intergenerational way um, I don't know if I've ever, ever told this story in the podcast but my dad I mean we have a conversation about internet don't we because I remember Patrick how old are you? 36. 36. I remember life before the internet. So, so Charlotte doesn't remember life before the internet, do you? Life before mobile phones, life before smartphones. Yeah, I had, I had a pager. We've spoken about that before. But the weird thing is, I speak to my dad, who t- t- told me a story about... And again, this to me was one of those stories where you go, I don't recognise that as a life experience. So when he was growing up, and he was probably about 17, 18... He, um, he didn't have a bath in his house. So he used to use a public bath oh, that you used to go along to and there used to be a row of baths and you used to jump in one and there was no taps on this bath. You had a guy in a, uh, uh, a room at the end and you used to go, hot water in number four. And he used to put hot water in number four and that was your bath. That was your bath. Now, for me, that's a completely alien experience, right? Um, but he used to go with a bu- when he was like 17, 18, he used to go with a bunch of mates. And what they always used to do is like he'll be in four and his mate will be in five. And he'd wait until about 10 minutes in and go, Cold war, we're in number five. <laughs> and then his mate had to jump out of the bath really quickly before before that happened. But, but that's one generation. Do you know what I mean? Think like two, three, four. And that's why I think like this recording those memories was really important. It was such a joy to go around and see those old photos and, and just listen to those stories. But yeah, it was amazing. I think we should do more of that actually. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something you can say back in my day. I like that's a good state of life when you say back in I already say that. Yeah. When you say it. <laughs> <laughs> when, when was back in your day then? I don't know. Sometimes I just, I just say it and I don't even mean it. But like, I don't. Like, you said to Sophie back in my day, it was all, <laughs> it was all Teletubbies and, and Balamori. <laughs> back in my day, it was all Teletubbies and Charlie and Lola. There weren't, there weren't any of this CGI children's <laughs> TV. What are you on about, Doc McStuffins? 
What have you got against Dominic and Stuffy? Oh, no, I, no, I love Dominic and Stuffy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's adorable. Yeah. It's an adorable back in, back in my day. I mean, I've never said back in my day, oh, but I'm going to say it again. Back in my day, My Little Pony was badly animated. Back in, back in my day, we had Fraggle Rock, which is clearly oh. one of the best shows ever. Oh, that oh, kind of, and Rainbow. And Rainbow. What, did you, what kids TV did you grow up with? Kind of like the action stuff, so more like um, you know, Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats was amazing. Visionaries is an underrated cartoon. I don't think I've ever seen Vision. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Nightmare. Nightmare. Oh. <laughs> it used so, to be on CATV. So we went, we went to a live showing of Nightmare, didn't we, last mm-hmm. year? So they're trying to bring Nightmare back as a live theatre show. Um, and there was, um, there was a gaming uh, uh, exhibition in, where was it? Was it South London somewhere? I can't remember where it was. Somewhere far off. Some, somewhere far away, where they had a live Nightmare. Um, and it was amazing. It was wow. really good. And they had the original tray guard show up. Hugo, um, I can't remember his, his name. Oh, but it was um, funny though. It, it, it was, just kept walking in and out of this door. Like. It was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, so we've had a conversation around um, how you can give your time, effort, energy and expertise. Um, and on that note, should we get on with the end of the show? Oh, yes. Tis the end. Oh, tis the end. It is the end. Can I just say a massive thank you to Patrick, who's guest hosted the last couple of podcasts with us. You are a fine gentleman, an amazing fellow, a scholar, a god amongst men. We love you on the Kindness Project. Thank you, Patrick. It's super appreciated. Um, But it is the end of another podcast. And uh, what's it time for? <laughs> yeah, we've done that bit. It's last week's question of the podcast this week. And, and last week's question of the, of the podcast was a really simple one. We wanted you to tell us some embarrassing stories. And the question of the podcast last week was, what's the most embarrassing thing you've done in front of a crowd? Now, I wasn't expecting this to be one of our more popular um, uh, questions because... It meant people had to sort of share. Um, But we did have a few answers. Steve Hennessy, at Steve the CFP on Twitter. Twitter. Is that a new social media platform? Twitter, on Twitter, said, As a boy, I would sing earnestly, We're the great, finest football team the world has ever seen. I'm a QPR fan. So clearly not the greatest football team. QPR? Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs> let me um, let me just give you a quick football test. Do you know who um, Manchester United are? Yeah. West Ham? Yeah. Chelsea? Yeah. Accrington Stanley? Mm-mm. Who are they? Exactly. Um, you're, you're ruining it. Um, uh, and we had some few more answers. Stuart Winder said, DJing. Having played a house music set for two hours, not missing a beat, and having a floor full of people, I brought the mic fader up, thanked the crowd, introduced the next DJ, then lifted the needle up on the wrong deck. Total silence. The crowd stopped dancing and looking in my direction. 
Or, when I was doing a house party in Walthamstow, one of those ground floor flats with a wall of glass with a door in it, again, I'd just finished my set, stood back to lean on the glass wall, but disappeared through the neck curtains and ended up halfway down the garden. Or, the time I walked off stage the wrong way and fell down a cable riser. Take your pick. So, um, Stuart's got a few answers. Mandy Medlock, simple. She, uh, her most embarrassing story in public, she mooned the moon. What? She mooned the moon. I don't know what that means. I'm not even going into it on the podcast. But she had had one too many vodkas. And then Coral Knight fell off the catwalk when she was 18 in front of 100 plus pe- people. And that, my friends, is truly the end of the podcast. Oh, we haven't got that many this time. Not many this time. We'll see you next time.